Dear Quest Podcast, Fund's Industry Conversations. Hello and welcome to the Equest Podcast, the easy listening Fund's Industry Podcast. For this episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Ronan Brennan, who is the head of CSS RegTech in Ireland. Yep. Am I right, Ronan? Correct, yeah. I'm the Chief Product Officer with Compliance Solution Strategies, or CSS RegTech as we refer to ourselves, responsible for our global strategy around products we're bringing to market and products we have in the market today. It's always a good start to the podcast when I get the name of my co-host right yeah. <laughs> and their title. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So, uh, background in computer science, uh, started working in the investment fund industry through my involvement with the Moneymake Group and then a number of years ago that was acquired by CSS who I work for today and, and um, have spent the the vast majority of my career managing data related products, you know, the management of data in the investment fund industry and how, how firms make that data available in the public environment and indeed file it with regulators. So it's, it's always been focused on that final mile where the, where the data ends up in the public domain and, and more predominantly in, in the regulatory domain. Right. Which obviously is a, an increasing area of focus with yeah. more and more regulatory requirements. Exactly, yes. So, which leads us nicely into the topic for the podcast, which is the securities financing transactions regulations, yeah. and particularly the reporting requirement under those regulations, yeah. which commences next year. That's on a phase basis, depending on the nature of the institution. Um, but for example, credit institutions, they're starting in April time. And more directly for, for us in the asset management world, it's the, the funds uh, yeah. and the mancos is uh, October 2020. Yeah, yeah. So if you think about it, the, the, the SFT issuers are all in phase one. So credit institutions, capital markets, sell side, um, that's all April next year. And we're already engaged with clients on that side. And, you know, I just got, for example, a notification today that, say, Univista's UAT platform is open for business for Monday. Right. So a lot of the trade repositories are either up and running and, and ready to test um, or, or are very imminently going to be open for test. And right. So that's why we're already all over this. Um, but then the vast majority of our clients being today by side will follow later on next year around October time is the expected kind of hitting the road time for those firms. Right. Well, let me just step back and give a little, yeah. little intro on that in case people aren't aware. So the Securities Financing Transactions Regulation, another piece of post-crisis regulation, which was around, mostly around transparency on the use of securities financing mm -hmm. transactions, so things like repurchase agreements, effectively arrangements where you are selling something or transferring yeah. something with an obligation to yeah, take it buy, back. Buy, sell, back, set lending, yeah. repos, reverse repo. And yeah, any, any, any scenario where the security is, is, is leaving your kind of custody. Um, and there's lots of these strange anomalies where people don't even realize they're exposed to SEC lending. Like you could be trading equity, but you may not realize your ISDA uh, with the broker you're working with allows them to lend yeah. in the background so or provide or they're borrowing or they're giving you uh, a borrowed instrument to settle in and, and we'll wait later on for it to, to, to settle in real terms. And you need yeah. to re be really careful as you just may not even be exposed or you may not be aware to, to your exposure. Well, and that's probably the, the yeah. biggest risks. But w one of the requirements under the SFTR is that the parties to the transaction then report information on it to a trade repository. And that's kind of where we're, we're, we're particularly chatting about now. Yeah. Uh, and there is the opportunity to delegate the reporting obligation to a third party, which yeah. uh, I guess certainly on, on, on our side, on the fund manco side there, yeah. 
will would be probably quite a popular option. Yeah, well, but that it, doesn't uh, uh, escape you entirely when you even when you delegate, you have to oversee the, uh, the yeah. So reporting. it's going to follow. So most people will be familiar. Well, certainly hope they're familiar with the Amir based regulation. Yeah. Um, an SFTR is is Amir for SFTs. Yeah. So it, it's it's very much the same regulation, but for SFTs. And so firms on the buy side will be used to having delegated Amir reporting to their broker or to the counterparty and SFTR will follow a similar pattern. We would expect many asset management firms uh, and, and buy side investment firms to, to delegate that responsibility to another third party. But I think as firms have become acutely aware that doesn't absolve them of all responsibility, absolutely. they absolutely must operate a diligent reconciliation process and that's not just like sampling the odd transaction here and there they need to be able to stand over every single trading scenario and know that they've got a reconciliation that tests for each of those and there are quite literally hundreds of trading scenarios under sftr and that's the real challenge for firms is actually building a diligent thorough reconciliation process to, to the point where many people are saying well actually to do the reconciliation you nearly need to run the whole process through yourself. You just might not do the final mile filing, mm. but you'd need to be running the whole data set through to be sure that everything is being reported appropriately. So you work with firms that have delegated that reporting to other parties? We work you? with both sides. So okay. we work with firms that want to do the reporting themselves. We work with firms that want to operate a diligent reconciliation process. And then we also work a step back, helping firms gather the data itself in the first place to route it to wherever they want. So they might want to route it to another party. So we would provide reporting services ourselves, but we also are agnostic if the client wants to send it to a third party to do reporting. So we have what I would call data integration technology that facilitates the kind of the conflation of all the different data requirements and routing a clean feed through to a third party that they want to work with. And so where uh, firms are delegating the reporting, yeah. and, and you mentioned there the that the, uh, the oversight is quite Owners, they really mm. got to be on top of the scenarios and and, and the and the reporting and the exceptions to the mm -hmm. reporting or the fail reporting. How is it that firms are going about that? Is it a very technological solution? Is it um, is that kind of the, the general approach that firms are trying to, to take? do the well to do the reconciliation? Is it? Mm. Yeah. Well, the the key the key understanding you'll need to the the key determinant they have to know is what's reportable and what's not reportable. So in order for them to to do a, a proper and thorough due diligence of, of and as part of the reconciliation. They need to really have a deep understanding of in every situation, and so what we call them trading scenarios. So for each trading scenario, is the, is the transaction a reportable transaction or not? And then they need to verify, well, actually, did my counterparty, did the party to whom I delegated actually report that? So they are able to do that. You're able to get an account with the trade repository to kind of suck the data back mm. from them. And you're then expected to, to consume the data back from the trade repository, confirm the flow of information in one end and confirm that for each reportable scenario that the trade is actually in the trade repository. So that's confirming that what was reportable was reported. But you also need to verify that you didn't over-report. So you also need to check. So the first check would expose under-reporting. So it would expose if, oh, wow, something here was reportable, but it's not in the trade repository. So for some reason, my broker didn't, didn't send that on um, or my counterparty. Um, but at the same level, there might be a scenario where the, your, your, your delegation uh, endpoint 
has reported something they shouldn't have. And that's equally not, it might, it might not seem as egregious, but as far as the regulator is concerned, over-reporting appears to be as egregious as under-reporting. Well, it puts you in a position where, as a regulator, if you're trying to rely yeah. on data to perform analysis and yeah. the data isn't right, your analysis yeah. is not going to be right. So Correct. It, yeah. it, it's and a it's problem the, as well. Yeah. yeah, what we can see, and, and this applies here in Ireland as much as anywhere else, is that the regulator has thematically examined uh, parties that were doing delegation under EMIR, so lots of mancos and service providers and, 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 and manco service providers here in Dublin were doing EMIR reporting on behalf of of their clients and the central bank are verifying that they have got a diligent process for reconciliation in place so That's it is right. something that they it is a thematic thing they are checking and we so there is no reason not to expect that they would not be as thorough in their analysis of firms that are registered for SFTR. Yeah, certainly it's it's sensible to assume that the mm. uh, letter that they issued in relation to EMIR and oversight of yeah. delegate reporting under EMIR yeah. That a similar approach would be yeah. taken under SFTR because the risks are the same yeah. in the process. Yeah, and we've come same. across we've come across um, parties in in the industry that have been subject to audit and and have had issues exposed and and remediation was required. And so, th we know that there must be a number of firms out there that that you know didn't have the, the right systems or or processes in place and have not, have had to kind of refactor what they did. And so, the tech solution that, that you provide to the the parties that are delegating, yeah. that presumably takes into account the kind of expectations that the regulator has set out via correct. Like yeah, inspection. so we would consume, we would we would set, we would uh, configure directly at that client's credentials into our platform. It would consume the data from the the relevant trade repository where to which uh, through which their trades were reported. We'd consume that data back. And then on the other side, we would take in all their trades and analyze them for reportability and compare them against what was reported. Yeah. So, so on top of that, then they'll layer some governance in terms of escalation procedures and, exactly. and who, who's exactly. responsible for what, but but the, the nuts and bolts of actually yeah. doing it. And then the key reviews. thing we're seeing in the market as well is that there's a rise in firms that are looking to, you know, they're look, at one level, they're saying, yeah, we want to buy a technology that does this. But there's more and more a trend toward managed service. So clients are saying, we want someone to kind of hold our hand and kind of walk this path with us, you know. So it's it's not just, we want to buy our technology and thanks and good yeah. luck, we'll operate it ourselves and work it out and we'll do all the work. There's a lot of firms now coming to the market saying, yeah, look, what we're actually really looking for is a partner here, someone that can walk the path with us and, and help us and guide us and yeah. and show us, sh shine light on something that to them is quite obtuse. You know? And so where are, where's the industry at generally in relation to SFTO reporting? So let's start with the trade repository. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're going to be the recipients of this information and yeah. uh, they're, they're kind of, you said that they're already ready to receive or are, are yeah, in the vast, to In the vast majority of cases that, you know, the, the, they're, they're open for test or will be very soon, you know, and, and the key ones, that, that we see coming up over and over would be Univista, Regis TR, uh, DTCC. So they're the they're the, the the entities that we see a lot of people working with. Um, yeah, and they're that that's the, the current phase for for people reporting in in April. That's what they want to do is get into test as soon as possible. And presumably they're they're quite well advanced. The the April yeah. uh, group in terms of doing that testing, making sure that they're ready to hit the button yeah. when April rolls around. Although as you'll see when. We have an event next week, you know, where, where we have a roundtable with Kaizen and yourself and, and some others that are coming along. You'll see there's still quite a lot of questions to be answered. You know, so, so the mm. ICMA working group, which is the one we're a member of, 
there is still quite a lot of kind of what I would call open tasks or open issues to, to be bottomed out. So there's a lot of work going on between the various working groups and ESMA to try and close out some of these gaps. Yes. Uh, as a regulator, I, I, yeah. I can appreciate that because often the rules are written by yeah. us in a room and we're never going to have to fill out these uh, templates or you yeah. know the reporting requirements and actually have to process it. So there's yeah. always that gap between the intention and then the, the practicalities of trying to deliver it. Yeah. And then it's, you'll, you'll have like the local regulator will often defer to, to the, the supranational, like they'll defer to ESMA. Yeah. And that just creates a little bottleneck again. So we're, we have the same issue right now at MM4. So we have clients that need to file here with the central bank. But at the same time, the central bank are kind of pushing us back toward ESMA if, if we're, we're certain kind of what they would see as top level verification yeah. would, should be required. That's, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because you, from an ESMA point of view or a European point of view, mm. I want the same approach taken in Ireland as Germany and France exactly. and everywhere else. So exactly. there's no... You don't want one national regulator giving you one answer and then you go to another jurisdiction. Unintentional gold plating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) not not required. So then in terms of the asset management industry and the management companies coming through in October, is it the case that the other side of that transaction will already have been engaged in reporting under SFTR yeah, so the from, one side, from April. Yeah, so it, as such, it'll be kind of one-sided reporting up yeah. to that point. Okay. And then from October, it becomes like a mere today, two-sided reporting. Nearly I think there's all another phase. I mean, I've got so many different transaction regulations in my head at the moment because we run a product that, with kind of global coverage. So we have like... There is another phase for the, the you know NFC minus and different you know there's a there's a scale of firm types and and the runway is is extends yeah. right into 2021 but yeah the the vast majority of firms will come on online in in October next year. So when they do, presumably most of that population will look to delegate reporting back to the other side who've yeah. already been doing it, and then take on uh, the oversight of that yeah. rather than actually. Yeah, and doing indeed, it we're something we're we're seeing also what I would call as reshaping of of execution to, so some are actually altering their investment strategies to actually kind of negate the requirement to report at all. So, so they're avoiding using SFTs? Yeah, so really? we're seeing you know, that, that the cost of using SFTs to some firms is they're saying, well, we can either shape, shape our business and shape how and where we execute to avoid, to avoid having to report you know, by doing that type of business in the US, for example, or just stopping it completely um, to avoid having to report. You know, so it's, it's, there is, I would see this having an impact in the industry yeah, these are what you might consider unintended consequences. Yeah, but it's it's come up more than once where a firm, as we would call it, is reshaping their business to avoid the regulation. And so, for the firms in the October batch, probably a lot are going to to uh, use the delegated reporting Correct, uh, yeah. approach. Have they started to engage? Are they yeah. Are they on this? Or yeah. They so what they're so what they're doing right now is what we would call data discovery. So they're trying to understand. Well, first off, they're they're analysing probably the the data from the ICMA working group, trying to understand all the different trading scenarios and and try to understand which ones apply to them, and then working their way back from them to okay, well, which type of transactions and which which OMS or execution platform are are we going to end up being exposed to? Because they'll often have many different places where they they are exposed to SFTs depending on how and where they're, they're executing. So you have, right. um, there's a kind of discovery process to work out where all this data is. And then with SFTOR, there's a much broader data set than heretofore people were exposed to say with Amir or with Nifir. So there's even more data fields. And Wonderful. many of these data fields 
are are new like they didn't exist before or they're it's it's kind of new data they'll need to get from the counterparty that they never stored up to this point and you know you've got other things like uti exchange there's kind of pre-matching that's required a lot of these what i would call intricate details and challenges are again key themes for our roundtable next week where we'll have yourself and the kaizen team who, who we would see as kind of some of the market leaders in terms of thought leadership around yeah. the the challenges required and they they themselves would provide a lot of those services around um reconciliation oversight themselves and um what is the kind of the lead-in time for a firm from they begin this data discovery and understanding what they know and what they don't know to being ready to 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 delegate the reporting yeah, so we've seen some of the some of the buy side firms we're working with started that process in the summer and mm. some are kind of starting now so the very large global firms started during our summer um and that'll probably you know because they want to get out ahead of this and and because the the breadth of the you know the the width of the data set that's required so all these additional data fields that are required and the complexity of the analysis required to understand all the different trading scenarios they've they could see from a long way out wow this is consi- this mm. is a level of complexity beyond a mirror again um and so they they had fair warning that this was this was a very uh problematic regulation to solve for and people right. they haven't lost like their memory of whatever about their memory of mifid people's memory of emir is still very fresh okay. i know it predated it but as in people still remember it as being a very painful regulation to solve for uh, absolutely and so then for the mancos if you're not the first ones down this track because the the buy side have gone there yeah. before so maybe, maybe a lot of learning yeah. already accumulated and again okay. yeah we're talking to some of the the micro service providers here in Dublin. So they're obviously trying to explore is this a wrap or is this part of the wrapper they should be providing yes. to firms and, and some are and some aren't. You know, of course the liability rests with the Manco to, yeah. to get this right. So that's yeah. going to focus the mind on, on making sure that yeah. for everything from governance through to yeah. reconciliation and oversight exactly. is, is right. Exactly. Is is it uh, is it a very very broad question, is it is it a difficult thing to do to get ready for this from a, a Manco perspective? Is it a is it a, a project that requires a lot of resources and a lot of time and effort, or is it um, is it a bit easier than that? There is, it, it, from a data analysis perspective, it is most definitely a heavy lift, and it creates a requirement for specialist SMEs that actually understand the SFT play, the marketplace. Yes, and because there are many scenarios that people wouldn't have considered. As that that a certain type of transaction was a securities financing transaction, and so yeah, there's a lot of learning, and okay. the in, the learning curve is, is is steep, and the the SME base for that type of transaction is 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 narrow. So so it's going to be even with them not being exactly the first down the tracks, there's still a good bit of new ground to cover. Uh, so uh, not that everybody's to do list isn't long enough anyway. Mm. This is another one to to get on there and, and try and get ahead of a little bit so that you don't find you're getting towards October and uh, you're being squeezed because you're, you're not quite ready yet. Yeah, and the key, I would say that what the actions that key for our firms need to do, number one, is, is understand, are, do we trade SFTs today? Yeah, yeah, and really double check it and triple check it and check all your 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 um, your ISDA agreements and and look for the securities lending clauses in there, you know, to where where are you exposed to repos, buy sell back set lending, 
you know, is there any, un, under what scenarios would you potentially fall into a reporting um, obligation or not? And then understand and, you know, take the, the, the 160 plus data fields and start mapping, okay, if we are going to report, where, where will we source each of these? Which of these will I need to get from the broker? Start talking to your brokers now. Mm. You know, some people use lending agents. The lending agents are, are all over this. They have a really, really deep understanding of the space, as you would expect. You know, some talk, you know the, the likes of Equilend. So they will have, they'll be ready to speak to people about this already. Um, but it's really about connecting right. with, the, with the third parties. And then know. once you understand that you do use SFTs, if that's mm. the case, next action point. Start looking at talking to the brokers. Will, will they report on your behalf? Are you going to report on your own behalf? Um, and if you're not going to report or if you're going to delegate, then what is going to be your solution for reconciliation? Are you going to do it yourself in-house or are you going to use a third party to, to do that? So, and, and, and how, if you're using a third party, what oversight will you use with that third party? Because ultimately that's your obligation. You might be able to get someone else to do the reconciliation for you, but you can't pass the, the risk to them. Yes. You must, as in, you'll always own that risk. Yes, absolutely. You'll always own the accountability. Yeah. Yes. You can, you can outsource the responsibility but for doing it, yeah. never the accountability. Not the accountability. And, and step, next step uh, three is to contact somebody like CSS, yeah. sort of like a quest where to work with I'm firms. glad you said that. that <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're also doing work with firms where they're trying to yeah. just uh, understand from a, a regulatory perspective the background and the requirements involved and understand the regulator's expectations around mm. supervision and, and uh, how they might go about the governance side of putting in place their arrangements uh, that are going to oversee something like yeah. a, a tech solution to uh, to uh, supervise their, yeah. their compliance. So that sets the scene nicely for our roundtable on Monday that uh, CSS is hosting. Yeah. Uh, we hope to issue a follow-up podcast after this, after the event, to quickly yeah. summarise uh, the chat on the day. Uh, and in the meantime, good luck with your SFTR uh, investigations and compliance. And uh, as I said, if you're any issues, get in touch with uh, the likes of uh, Roland or ourselves here in Equest. Thanks very much for listening. We'll catch you next time. The Equest Podcast. Funds Industry Conversations.